0: Happy National Day of Prayer. Probably wouldn't know it if you're paying attention to Joe Biden or whoever that is. (laughs) Oh my goodness. We'll get to the National Day of Prayer in a minute. You know who needs prayer? I'm going to tell you who needs prayer. you ready? The people who are still wearing masks. You all need prayer. If you're part of my audience and you're still wearing a mask, I'm doing a really bad job. Seriously. Because you've already been duped. I mean, the, the everyone's waiting on, like, this PSYOP thing to just come to a conclusion. Like, one of my followers, I just love this person, whoever it is, on Twitter, who's just convinced that the 11th of May is going to be another fire-breathing dra- dragon, whatever. You know, the one horn, one-eyed, flying purple people-eater is going to emerge from the Potomac with JFK Jr. on his back, led on a leash by Lynn Wood. <laughs> and I okay. All right, relax. I'm just giving giving Lynn a hard time. He's still my brother in Christ, but all this Q stuff, right? Some of you guys are like, Oh, it's coming, it's coming. August. August, he's gonna be back in office. And you know what? I'm gonna play something for you that may actually in, encourage you uh to to keep in the faith. To keep the faith. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play that in just a minute. But my faith is not in Q or WXYZ. It's not in the Loch Ness Monster. It's not in Lynn Wood. It's not in Sydney Powell. It's not in Mike Lindell. It's not even a President Trump. <gasps> did she just say that? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Because, boy, wouldn't I be a hypocrite if I'm like, mm, all glory goes to Jesus. All glory goes to God. But Trump's going to save the nation. No, oh, I mean that is just no, that's double speak. That is riding two horses with that one ass that I'm always talking about. So, I do that enough in other areas of my life. I, I certainly don't need it to bleed over into my politics, but I'm just telling you guys, you guys have been duped. You are part of the PSYOP. If you're still wearing a mask, you your neurology has been altered. <laughs> And I'm laughing because I'm going to end up throat-punching somebody the next time you get in my face about my mask being below my nose. You're just lucky I'm even wearing a mask because I've had to fly in recent days. And what a, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine today who's just amazing, and I, and I said, <laughs> and we're always commiserating about what the heck's really going on with all of this, right? He has served in the military forever. Special ops guy, just brilliant, brilliant, created, Ugh. more technology that saves lives and you can shake a stick at will probably never be recognized for it in the manner in which he should, but he sure is helping me through this craziness. And then I in turn can help you. So he's the gift that that keeps on giving and the United States military has been blessed enough to have him for gosh, since his youth and he's still serving in a, in a myriad of ways not the least of which is sitting on the phone with me talking about neuropathways and chemical agents and things that have been utilized to alter the trajectory of the human race because there's only one race, the human race, okay? So as we're talking about, you know, neurobiology, uh, different things that have been uh, planted in your vaccines that you guys are so excited about, I mean, I, I know all the brouhaha over Tucker's, you know, um, record of of all the things that have gone wrong with this vaccination. That literally is it makes the flu vaccine and everything else look like, you know, the chicken pox. For gosh sakes, um, it is nuts how many people have died. Matter of fact, uh, my friend, I'm, uh, of whom I'm speaking, his family member is, you know, they're about to pull him from a life support system, um, you know, uh, due to what's happened to his lungs after taking the second round of the vaccination. Now, listen, I am not a fear I don't believe in it. I do not subscribe to torment and dread and all that stuff. So that's not what this broadcast is about. And I'm not here to shame you if you have taken your vaccinations. I'm just telling you that you may very well have something very interesting looming in your cells that is really ultimately going to be between you and your creator. Now I've about had enough of all of these mask Nazis and craziness. I had a guy get in my face at Washington Reagan international airport the other day and call me a effing bitch because I was responsible For the death of his sister from COVID three weeks earlier because my mask was below my nose because I was actually inhaling a bag of chips because I was starving Uh, while I was standing in line waiting for my flight. I wasn't even anywhere near anyone else. I was just, you know, wolfing down a bag of chips, super healthy stuff. And uh, he started ragging on me in the store because I think I'd actually, my nose was itching and, and I lowered it below my nostrils and you know this guy just literally lost his mind and gets right in my face calls me an effing bitch and it's all my fault and i'm and he's getting louder and thankfully you know i may or may not have partaken of a little bit of the first miracle at the airport bar and while i'm inhaling my chips i'm just kind of like all right you know it's and so actually i just looked at him and i said you know i'm sorry for your loss sir i'm sorry for your loss and uh, I just kept saying that, and very calm. You know, I wasn't. My blood pressure wasn't up. You know, I talk about throat punching someone, but but one day someone's probably going to catch me in a really bad moment, and 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 someone is going to get the sword of Monica, which which comes out of my face. It is in between my lips, and someone's going to wish they had never opened their big fat fly trap to me about these masks and why am I so nuts about mask Nazis? Because this is how it starts. It's already started. If you all think we're going to recover from masks anytime soon, unless you all on mass continue to not wear your mask and you buck the system, we are going to end up with exactly what we have. Thanks to the Patriot Act. Have you flown lately? Do you all remember? I'm old enough to remember when we could park the car, walk in with my mother and all of her bags, go to the gate with my mom, no security, no nothing. Just, just because we, we like, you know, we'd wish her well off to Germany every year. She'd go home and see my grandma, my, my opa, and we would, you know, we'd be left behind. And um, we'd go wave her off on Lufthansa and, um, We'd sit at the gate with her, you know, till her flight. We'd cry and hug and all that. We'd watch her walk down the jetway. I mean, no one was molested by, you know, a six-foot-nine gargantuan woman who asks if it's it's okay to touch my collarbone and pat down my boobs (laughs) and ask me and feel up my thighs. I mean, I had this one girl one time. I was like, okay, sister, we're about to have to exchange numbers because we're getting a little too personal. I mean, I hadn't even had a man in those regions in a minute. You think I'm going to sit here in public and just let you continue to molest me in the name of the law? Come on now. Crazy stuff. We never thought we'd get here, did we? But we are. And see, you guys laugh about the masks, and and we just, well, they're masked Nazis. Well, at some point, it's not enough. And I'm telling you, someone, someone, you keep messing with me, I'm going to video you, and I'm going to bring you up on harassment charges. I'm just telling you. I will find you and I will sue you for getting in my personal space like that, threatening my person again over a mask. That is not going to happen. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to tolerate it anymore and you all shouldn't either. Because this is how people ended up on train cars. To showers with no water. And I am not being funny. Half of my family felt they deserved it, and the other half of my family never came home. So it's not funny to me. It's not hyperbolic rhetoric to me. It is a historical fact of what happened to tens of millions of people. It is not okay. And you mask Nazis out there, if you're one of them and you're listening to me, I'm going to tell you something right now. You're going to come across the wrong person. You have no right to get in people's faces. If you are wearing a mask and you believe they work, then shut your pie hole and wear your mask and mind your own damn business. How's that for a national prayer day message? Mind your own business twice this week. Today I was at my doctor's office, went to go visit the vampire. I'm coming out of my blood draw, this little white lady. I don't know what she thought she was doing, but I had my headphones in, so you know I pretended as though I couldn't hear her because I knew I was going to end up hurting her feelings. So I can hear her, though. Uh, Please pull your mask up over your nose. And I didn't even look at her. I just carried on looking at my phone as if I'm listening to music, just in absolute theatrical mode. And I'm like, you know what? We're in a doctor's space. Maybe she's sick. You know, I mean, listen, the compassion of the Lord, all that stuff rises up in me, along with the what the hell of my human flesh, right? All that rises up at the same time. Thankfully, the spirit of the Lord wins out more often than my flesh, because I'm telling you, one day, one of y'all is going to catch me, One of these little turds is going to catch me on a fleshy day, and it's going to suck to suck, and we'll probably end up making the evening news. I will video you, and I will broadcast your face all over this world, and I will shame you to no end because you are a danger to my liberty and every person's liberty in this country. If you are running your pie hole about someone else not wearing a mask or not pulling it up over their nose or demanding that they come into your business with a mask or a vaccination report, you are a danger to our constitution. I'm not apologizing for that. I mean what I say and I say exactly what I mean. So this little lady, I don't know, she's probably 70 something and she's, You know, she's going to be bold. and She's off in the corner of the elevator just, well, you know, your mask does not work if it's not over your nose. And I'm like, again, I'm just looking at my phone. She has no idea that I can hear her or that I can't. She's just yapping, flapping her jaws. And I'm like, all right. So she gets off the elevator and she looks back at me and I just smile and I shake my head and shut the door. So she knows I've heard her. And I have been kind, and I've been gracious and merciful, and I've let her get off of that elevator without pushing the little red button that, that enables me to turn around and pull my mask completely down and get within a half inch of her nose to ask her, now let me ask you, little lady, are you trapped in here with me, or am I trapped in here with you? Now, you want to talk about somebody crap in there depends, guarantee you that would have been the moment in that elevator. You keep messing with me, there's going to be a day like that. I've had enough. I am going to start chronicling these crazy people, and I'm going to legally have my legal team find them, and I'm going to start suing people. I'm not kidding. I feel threatened. You're in my space. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to use law enforcement moving forward. I'm done. I'm done with this. There's no state mandate in the state of Georgia for a mask. None of that. So, and I'm telling you all, if you don't start rising up against this to this extent, you can kiss your freedoms goodbye. And I mean that with all sincerity. You guys are sitting around waiting on cue or for the president to descend into the Oval Office, and he may very well do that. But can I tell you all something? We have learned nothing in five months of communism. Not one thing have we learned. You know how I know that because I watch I watch the daily banter that the minute to minute banter on social media. All we do is mock and complain and throw arrows and you know. That's, that that's what we do. Can you believe President Trump's been banned from So Yes, I can actually next what all right what else what else you got? Can you believe they're letting these children in the Yes, I can. Do you know who's doing that? All right, Austin, awesome. you want to look at the Catholic ministries? Oh, sorry. That's one of those sacred cows I'm not supposed to touch. I know. I know. Right? Yeah. Hey, no offense to my Catholic listeners and viewers and all that. You guys know I love you. I judge no, I do not judge another man's servant according to the Bible. We're not supposed to do that. Uh, when your God starts encroaching upon my constitutional civil liberties, your God needs to be silenced. Your God does not have a voice above and louder than the author of liberty's voice. And that would be the God of Abraham, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That would be the God who authored our Constitution. So if your God ain't down with that kind of liberty, then your God gets to be quiet and sit over in the corner because he's a dead God. That's how I feel as a Christian. doesn't make my God better than yours. It makes my God the God of uh, the author of liberty. And that's the God I worship. Now, if you're cool living in oppression, then you go over there in your corner with your dead God and y'all live in oppression together. I have no problem with that. But as soon as you start encroaching upon my liberties, we're going to have some problems. Because my God already won. I'm clear about that. And it doesn't have to be ugly. I was listening to this lady's podcast today who found me through my friend Jovan. And you guys know who Jovon is. Javon's leading the charge in election integrity, and has since the very beginning. And Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, love him. And uh, apparently, this lady came across my name through him. She starts listening to my podcast, and then and I, and I think, according to her, I've inspired her to start her own podcast, which is cool. I'm like, all right, I love it. And in one of her podcasts, she <laughs> she takes me to task, but in a very loving way, which is fine. Uh, She does consider herself my spiritual elder. That's fine too, okay? And she accuses me of beating up. She uses those words like a number of times that I beat up on, verbally beat up on Beth Moore. And she loves Beth Moore because Beth has done, for those of you who don't know who Beth Moore is, she is this (laughs) uh, religious zealot as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) She's spiritually catatonic. (laughs) She's She's not a woman of liberty. And why do I say that? Because she may, in fact, procre- profess Christ as her Savior, and that is definitely between her and the Lord, okay? And we all know that anyone who professes and believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth, okay, they will be saved. That's great. That's Her salvation is none of my business. But here's what is my business. I have been, <clears throat> excuse me, I have been on more than one occasion Placed in this lane called politics, whether I like it or not. I've been Jonah. I've been in the belly of the whale. I've been spit out. You name it. I don't know how many times I've tried to walk away from this stupid lane called politics that I really don't like. I don't like politics. I don't like people in politics. But the Lord has placed me in this lane and said, this is your lane and you are going to speak to things and you are going to help set the captives free in this lane, Monica. And you're not over there in Beth Moore's Lane, you're in your lane. This is your ministry. Beth Moore has her ministry. So I don't I don't I don't creep over into Beth Moore's lane. And Beth Moore was nowhere to be found when the rest of us in our respective political and spiritual lanes were out here warning you all that we were coming up on communism. Where was Beth? Moore. She was in the church teaching you how to be a better Moses, how to relate to people of the Old Testament. She's a teacher. That is Beth Moore's lane. She was creating Bible study programs. She was, she was, you know, running her business of being a teacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and good for her. Good luck, Beth. But when the rest of us were over here taking major hits from things like the LGBTQ community of the corporate cabal, not to be confused with my gay friends, but the corporate cabal who came after our First Amendment rights in the way of religious freedom restoration acts around the country, but primarily here in my state, when I was taking hits, my reputation, my job, my income, my family, I was taking hits to say, this stuff is coming to a transsexual uh, library and, and no more school choice with regard to what your kids are learning near you. When I was in that lane, holding down that fort, holding down that flag and, that, and holding up the banner of the gospel of Christ along with our flag side by side, where was Beth? Beth was teaching about Moses and stuff in the desert. And that's great. Good honor. Or Gideon, I don't know how well that teaching went over because I'm still looking for 300 who've come out of that teaching, uh, out of that religious spirit teaching who would actually stand with a president that, that, that was the basically the modern-day Cyrus of the Old Testament. But because people are so puffed up in their ability to teach, so puffed up in all of their knowledge, that whenever God blesses this country with someone who doesn't look exactly like they think he should look, they throw him under the bus and they, and they throw the country down into the bowels of hell with him. Beating up on Beth Moore? No, ma'am. I don't beat up on people. I speak the truth. And if that offends you, you don't need to listen to me. Because if this truth offends you, which is the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, then you're offended. And it's not me you're offended with. And I'm very clear about that. So apparently I should take it upon myself to teach Beth Moore about her about her, about her uh, hmm, mischaracterizations of President Trump because he uses the P word. Not only did for four years Beth Moore use politics as a lane to divide the church in between the never-Trumpers and the Trumpers, the patriots versus the Christians. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But now, post-Trump, she's caused a schism in the Baptist church, to say, well, I just can't support any of you who have supported President Trump or who would still continue on with this. The election was stolen. So let me tell y'all something. And Beth Moore, if you're listening, sweet cheeks, you and I have nothing in common whenever it comes to liberty. Nothing. And if you're out there in the name of Jesus teaching millions of Christians and you are too blinded to see when God brings liberation through a, a human, fleshy man, I don't know what to tell you. That's between you and your creator. I'm not your teacher. I'm also not your critic, but I'm going to tell you what I am. If you've been given charge over God's people and you believe that, and you believe that you're some kind of a shepherd, trust me when I tell you, no one, no one in my industry, I hands down believe this. And you can take this and, and dissect it and say whatever you want to about me. It doesn't matter because this is between me and God. I'm not a pastor, but I'll tell you this. No one is more protective of my audience's ears and hearts and eyes and minds than me on my airwaves. On the airwaves. I don't always get it right, but I can tell you now, when I hear a liar coming And I hear someone who wants to put God's people back in bondage coming. ah, You're going to have to come through me first. And I'm not standing here alone, which is why I'm not backing down. I don't care how many books you've sold. I don't care how much you've profited. I don't care how much you've sacrificed, how much you've lost. It doesn't matter to me. Good for you. But these are crucial times in this world. And people are lost and people are, are scrambling. People are also galvanized. People are passionate. People are filled with rage and fear and dread and confusion and mockery and all kinds of lust. Lust for this and lust for that and lust for that. You know, all kinds of addictions are coming up. I mean, it is (sighs) hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness. (laughs) So you think I'm going to take a back seat to somebody who just decided to, to, to swerve over into my lane, Mm-mm. no. And if I'm wrong, then I trust my father to contend with me, not people who have erected others as their golden calves. And I should never be somebody's golden calf because I'm about as imperfect as they come. And when God says he's taken me from glory to glory, and he is faithful to finish the good work that he began in me, believe me, I have to out loud remind myself of that daily sometimes because I am a hot mess. Sometimes I'm a hot mess. Other days I'm spot on the holiness train. But one thing I'm for sure is honest. And one thing I know for sure about President Trump, and somebody can put this in Beth Moore's holier-than-thou pipe and smoke it, Um, he's the only president in the history of this country to refer to God Almighty as Father. And that was in a National Day of Prayer address. No one in the history of the president has ever referred to God as Father. And if you don't think that matters, then you are a religious zealot that has no room to speak of freedom. And you need to get back over in your little lane and keep preaching about the, and teaching about the Old Testament prophets. While you're over there, you know, why don't you throw some nuggets of, of, of fresh manna in your teachings? Maybe study Cyrus. Maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah, I get a little passionate about this stuff because when I see what's happening to people and I see the rabidity. And people's faces and their eyes, they're terrified of someone without a mask pulled up over their nostrils. The damage has been done. I'm not being um, dramatic about this. I'm just telling you the damage, neurologically, the damage has been done. You all keep joking about what a PSYOP this whole thing has been, and the joke's on us. And I'm, I'm not particularly angered when someone comes up to me, unless you catch me at a moment like I'm tired, I've been traveling, I might hear busting my hump, you know, in my lane, and I'm super happy to do it. It is an honor. It is a privilege to be a patriot in this country. It is the least I could do. I have friends who have done things and seen things and taken shots into their bodies, and 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 avowed themselves to the Constitution of the United States of America. They have been places. They have had to kill things and people and stuff. And I mean, things we can't even, we think we're cool and we get it. We're down and we get to all these hot chicks and little tight t-shirts and their little guns, you know, look at me in the firing range. I'm such a bad bitch. You know, look at me. I'm such a patriot, right? I have friends who have actually, you know, they can't sleep at night because they remember the look in the kid's eyes that they, they had to take out. I have friends who don't think they deserve to breathe because they served this country because they served you because they served Beth Moore they served her ability to live in complete sanctimony because the sitting president of the United States said the p word 20 years ago and he he's been divorced several times <laughs> man when a fireman comes to my house I don't stop and go uh excuse me hold on um how many times have you been married are you straight? Are you gay? Are you, um, you know, have you professed Christ? I would, I would, you know, I'd love for my president to be a Christian for sure as a conservative. That's like, you know, hello. But I also know God, you know, he, uh, he set us up with Obama, didn't he? We were super pumped about President Trump. And whether he was some kind of a psyop or military operation and he signed up for that crap for four years and you talk about a crap storm, man. Or whether they wrangled him into it or he went willingly. I don't really care. I don't care. But he was he was a barnstormer and he was a, a first responder to this country for four years. And don't you ever forget it. So no. The sanctimonious ones do not move me. And if you think I'm beating up on Beth Moore then you haven't seen a good old butt whooping. Again, I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. It's too important. There are people dropping like flies. And the thing that concerns me the most is this, not only the loss of life, but when you think about the things that can come out of a a, a declared, um state of genocide in a country do you realize that there's there are things in place in this country that would allow united nations troops to descend upon this soil in the event of a declaration of genocide now i don't know how many of these vaccinations need to be uh need to have proven been proven to have offed a certain number of people before it becomes a legitimate declaration of genocide. And I will actually take the time to look into that. What it, what, who gets to declare that? Because remember, declarations are really important. One thing that I did, um, if I was sitting on a golf course with President Trump and he was like, Monica, what do you think, is what's the one thing you think I should have done during my presidency? I'd have said, sir, with all due respect, it would have been extraordinarily helpful if, you had downgraded a pandemic to either a, an epidemic or an endemic. It should have been done before whatever this fake thing we're living through right now occurred on January 20th. That should have happened. A downgrade should have occurred. And no, I don't have the answers as to why President Trump has been so excited about the vaccinations. I know that that's that's something that causes like great cognitive and and emotional dissonance for some of you, because you're like, I don't get it. If all these people are dropping like flies, and and this is an experimental stage, then why is he so gung-ho about the vaccines? I do not speak with the president on the regular. I don't know the answer to that question, other than had he not put it in the hands of others to create a vaccine. He'd have never lived that down for sure. And then he would have been called a homicidal maniac. But you know, I know he's been called worse. So I have no idea. I do know this. There were several things that, that were placed before him and placed before the FDA that never saw their day in the sun pun intended. And that's as far as I'm going to go with that conversation because those people are extremely dangerous. They will wreck your life. They will take people out around you. You think I'm kidding. Do your research. I have people close to me right now who have gone through this. So when you guys are, I just don't understand why. Did, President Trump did actually attempt to make inroads with therapeutics, with prophylactic measures that were proven to work. And certain entities shut that down. Now, what do you do with that? No idea. Good luck. This is where your relationship with the Lord really matters because these entities, guys, are always going to be around. And I don't know what it is with the three-letter agencies but they're always going to be a part of the matrix. And so when, when I get on my soapbox about people who want to keep you in bondage, whenever God brings someone who doesn't necessarily look like us or sound like us or smell like us or talk like us as Christians, you know, they get the two Corinthians wrong, whatever, you know, instead of us polishing our little glass houses and polishing our stones, right, just getting, those, sharpening our stones, rather, and polishing up our windows, getting out our windex, right? Because God would never send somebody who used the P word. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out here, and this is definitely going to offend some of you, but how many of you in the midst of your lovemaking Christians have actually uttered the P word? Yeah, but we're not the sitting president. Well, he wasn't either when he said it. And as many dudes as I hang around, I mean... Listen, I know what the Bible says about that kind of language. I get it. I know. But but do you think God can't overcome that level of humanity? I mean, you do realize that Paul, who was Saul, and I said this actually about Beth Moore in a tweet. I was like, I'm convinced that the Beth Moores of the world, with regard to never-Trumpism, are the ones who would have followed Paul around for the remaining of his ministry to remind him that he was Saul. Remember when you were Saul? Remember whenever you, you know, threw those rocks at those Christian kids and killed them? Remember whenever you stoned those men and women in in the name of religion? Remember that? Yeah, those are the Beth of of that time. But we we were lucky enough to get them in this in this dispensation. Yeah. Same spirit, same spirit. So again, honestly. It could be Susie Moore, it could be uh, Shaquita Moore, it could be whatever, it could be Laquan Moore, it it could be Bubba Moore, I don't care who it is, her name just happens to be Beth. And I love that name, by the way, I love the name Bethany, one of my best friends growing up, she was so pretty, she was the prettiest girl in our school, and uh, came from a beautiful family too, and her name was Bethany, Bethany Parker, she was very, very pretty. And I was like, and her, and her brother's name was Gabe. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to name my son Gabe. <laughs> name my daughter Bethany. And that neither one of those things happened, but <laughs> it's all good. But I love that name. It's a beautiful name. So it's not really her per se, it's what she represents. I mean, I have a colleague that's exactly like her. And I won't even say his name on my show because I don't trust him. Imagine that, a brother in the Lord that you can't even trust because he's so litigious. There's no telling what'll fly out of his face or who I'll get a phone call from. And most of you know who I'm referring to. So, back to the National Day of Prayer. I want to take this time to play a clip from last year. Okay? Because you know, I'm I th- I'm I'm still torn as to whether or not I want to read to you what uh Joe Biden or his fake or I don't know whoever it is um has posted on May on Cinco de Mayo nevertheless. Um where's he? Okay. I was going to read to you what what he says um you know a day before the National Day of Prayer. So like with everything else with this whole charade you know instead of on the actual day of prayer, which is today, the proclamation comes forth yesterday all right here all right here here's what he says, okay and then I'm gonna play our actual president's message from last year all right so this is called a proclamation on national Day of prayer may fifth twenty twenty one presidential actions throughout our history Americans Of many religions and belief systems have turned to prayer for strength, hope, and guidance. Prayer has nourished countless souls, empowered uh, moral movements, including essential fights against racial injustice, child labor, and infringement on the rights of disabled Americans. Prayer is also a daily practice for many, whether it is to ask for help or strength we to give thanks over blessings bestowed. The First Amendment to our Constitution protects the rights of free speech and religious liberty, including the right of all Americans to pray. These freedoms have helped us to create and sustain a nation of remarkable religious vitality and diversity across the generations. Today, we remember and celebrate the role that the healing balm of prayer can play in our lives and in the life of our nation. As we continue to confront the crisis and challenges of our time, from a deadly pandemic to the loss of lives and livelihoods in its wake, to a reckoning on racial justice, to the existential threat of climate change, Americans of faith can call upon the power of prayer to provide hope and uplift us for the work ahead. As the late congressman, oh God help me, John Lewis once said, Nothing can stop the power of a committed and determined people to make a difference in our society. Why? Because human beings are the most dynamic link to the divine on this planet. On this National Day of Prayer, we unite with purpose and resolve and and recommit ourselves to the core freedoms that help define and guide our nation from its earliest days. We celebrate our incredible fortune, our incredible good fortune, that as Americans we can exercise our convictions freely no matter our faith or beliefs. Let us find in our prayers, however, they are delivered, the determination to overcome adversity, rise above our differences, and come together as one nation to meet this moment in history. The Congress, by law, by public law, 100-307 as amended, has called on the President to issue each year a proclamation designating the first Thursday in May as a national day of prayer Now, therefore, I, Joseph R. Biden Jr., President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, what a joke, do hereby proclaim, May 6th, 2021, as a national day of prayer, I invite the citizens of our nation to give thanks in accordance with their own faiths and consciences for our many freedoms and blessings, and I join all people of faith in prayers for spiritual guidance, mercy, and protection. In witness whereof I have hereunto set my hand this fifth day of May in the year of our Lord, 2021, and of the independence of the United States of America, the 245th. Joseph R. Biden Jr. Okay. Now, I could spend an inordinate amount of time going over that, but I won't because like with anything to do with this sham whatever the heck's going on i do not subscribe to referring to lies as truth i'm just not going to do excuse me i'm just not going to do it so i have never referred to joe biden as my president nor will i and why would you We know exactly what happened. They do too. I'm not even sure Joe Biden's alive. That's about as cute as I'm going to get. I have no idea. It doesn't look like him. And I've seen some amazing, have you guys ever been to the wax museum? (laughs) Into any wax museum? (laughs) I mean, wow. It's creepy. Very creepy. So, I mean, just just look at old Joe the next time (laughs) he's on something or whoever that is. But, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I do believe there are conspiracies that have absolutely occurred that I'm not sure we will ever see adjudicated in our lifetime. There's such a bigger play at work here, you guys. It is, it is, it's, it's beyond your comprehension, our comprehension. It's, there's so many different players at work for the ultimate takedown of this country. And some of you don't think it's possible. And I'm telling you, it is absolutely possible. Without the covering of God, the God, the only living God, the God, capital G, capital O, capital D, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the father of Jesus the Christ, the son of Of God, the son of man, the only begotten son of God, and the son of man, the only begotten son born of a virgin, the only begotten son who lived perfectly as a perfectly human, completely human person who is tempted at every point that you and I are tempted with, every single point, that God, the father of that Jesus Who is whose throne is above all thrones? That God, unless that God who sent himself, his son, here to die for everything you've ever thought, said, or done. Few military people, anything, anyone you have ever killed in the line of duty, as a soldier, as military personnel, as a defender of this country and the defender of our liberty. All of that is covered under the blood of Jesus the Christ who came from the only living God. That God, unless that God is watching over this country and setting things in order, we labor in vain. All of our laws, all of our policies, I know you guys are celebrating Ron DeSantis tonight, and before you get out your champagne and toast, you just remember that no matter how many integrity laws any legislature passes across this country, as long as you have an amoral and defunct and completely dead judiciary, it will never matter. So you need to start cleaning your AG houses, you need to start cleaning your your courthouses, That's where you guys need to get focused on law protectors and defenders. Liberty. There's liberty in the law. There's liberty in the law. The letter of the law kills. The spirit of the law brings life. But there's liberty in the law. I mean, we know that just from Basic Parenthood 101. Put up a playpen and let them go. Put some safe toys in their proximity and... Put up some borders and some boundaries and, you know, but the borders and boundaries are important. I mean, would you let your two-year-old run around? I mean, some of my neighbors would probably because they're liberals and crazy. But would you let your kids just run out in the street and, you know, without any boundaries at all? No, because you're a loving parent. Well, what do you think God is? God is a God of order and a God of law. And so my prayer today, I will pray after I let you hear, What was spoken over President Trump last year in the Rose Garden on this day by his then pastor and lead spiritual advisor, uh, Paula White. Let's see if we can get this to play.
1: Pastor Paula White. Please come up. Thank you, Paula. What an honor to be here with you, President and First Lady, Vice President, Second Lady. It's a beautiful day to lift up our Lord and Savior. He is a certain God in uncertain times. And the Bible says if two or three of us agree as touching anything, it will be done. Job 22, verse 28. It says, if you decree a thing and declare a thing, it will be established. So, God, we come in agreement with your word and with your name, the name of Jesus. Psalm 40, verse 17 says, you are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh God. I declare no more delays to the deliverance of COVID-19. No more delays to healing and a vaccination. No more delays to restoration of this great nation, the United States of America. For Psalm 71, 2 says, "In your righteousness deliver us and rescue us, incline your ear and save us. Psalm 107 says you deliver us out of distress and out of destruction. Your word will not return void according to Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. So I declare your word. I declare divine intervention and supernatural turnaround. You will restore this land. According to Psalm 118 25 save our nation O Lord and send prosperity now. For Deuteronomy 28 8 says command your blessing upon this land. You said in Deuteronomy 8 9 to bring us into A good land, without any lack. For your word declares in Psalm 33:2, "Blessed is the nation whose God is Lord." So I declare you right now to be Lord over this nation, over the United States of America, and we receive your blessing over any plague, over any economic distress. You will stay the hand of the enemy according to 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 16. When 70,000 men died by a plague, David cried out as he covered himself in prayer. And the Lord answered and said, It is enough. Stay now thine hand. Lord, let that be the cry today. And let that be your answer. Lord, enough coronavirus. Enough to death. Enough to fear. Enough to poverty, stay thine your hand. We pray over President Trump and First Lady, Vice President and Second Lady and this administration. I declare Psalm 89 verse 21, let your hand establish President Trump and let your arm strengthen him. I declare, Psalm 98, 1, that your right hand and your holy arm will give him victory. We declare victory in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 58, 11 says, guide him continually. And you said in Psalm 78, 72, that you would guide him by the stillfulness of your hand. You declared in Psalm 43, that send out your light and truth and let him lead his household, his administration in the name of Jesus now, Lord, we pray for your mercies, for they are new every single day. And every morning, your mercies are new. Your steadfast love never ceases. I declare new mercies for hospital workers, new mercies for doctors and nurses, moms and dads, pastors and clergies, CEOs and employers, for the president, vice president. God, your love is steadfast and it endures forever forever. So right now, wrap your arms of love around every person who is hurting, every person who is confused, scared, tired, weary, sick, lonely. Let them know your love. Let them know that you will never leave them and you will never forsake them. And in conclusion, I declare Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. I ask the Lord to do a new thing in our nation by giving waters in the wilderness and streams in the desert Malachi 4.2 says, Jesus, arise over the nation with healing in your wings. President, one last word. Like David, who had had victory after victory after victory after victory, would face his biggest battle. It was called Ziglag. And they would take his wives and his children, and the city would be burned down. And he cried, and he wept. And he began to pray out to God, and God gave him a word. And through fasting and praying, I believe this is the word for you and for this nation. The Lord spoke to him and said, pursue and go after them, and you shall without fail recover all. Sir, the word of the Lord, I believe, for this nation and for this administration is you will recover all.
0: Amen. Pastor Paula White. I mean, every hair on my body is standing up. You will recover all. Pursue them. That is not Q. That is not May the 11th. That is not Mike Lindell. That is not Lynn Wood. That is not Patrick Byrne. That is not Sidney Powell. That is not, respectfully, General Flynn. That is the word of the Lord. As it is written, pursue your enemies, Mr. President, and you will overcome them, and he will restore this nation. I believe it. I declare it along with Pastor Paula White, and I speak that over this nation, into the spirit realm. And as a child of God, and as someone who understands my dominion and my jurisdiction as such, I say that it is done. I don't know how that will come to pass or when, but I believe it. And this is the first time I've heard it. Now, I want to leave you with my own personal prayer this evening. For those of you who are lonely, who are scared, who are frustrated, especially those of you who have served this country. And there are, uh, there's a lot of confusion in the ranks as well a lot of unanswered questions and people in places that they shouldn't be. And chain of commands is a very interesting thing right now in this country. And so I want to take a moment, especially in our ranks, our military, I want to take a moment and just speak a word of blessing over you. Father, I thank you for every man and woman, young and old, who's listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you, Father, for my voice, thank you for my audience. Thank you that you have blessed me. You have entrusted me with the airwaves of this your great world. I thank you that, as Pastor Paula Pastor just reminded us, that your mercies are new every morning. I thank you, Father, that while there is a lot of mourning going on in the earth right now, in this night, this dark night of our country, I thank you for the joy comes in the morning, according to your word. It will come tomorrow as soon as as the sun will rise and as sure as your mercy is new and your loving kindness is steadfast and it never leaves us, never, because it's who you are. I thank you, Father, that confusion is lifted off of this country, that the darkness is removed from this country, the people who are in bondage to the dread and the fear of disease and of death and hell and destruction and masks and all of the tools of the enemy, Lord, that have been used to reprogram our minds that you've told us are the mind of your son. You've told us that we have the mind of Christ. So I pray for an outpouring, Father, of of obedience to people to actually seek your word, to know what the mind of Christ is. I thank you that we can do nothing without you. We can't even look for you without you first pursuing us. So thank you that this prayer serves for someone, anyone who's listening to me right now to know that God is pursuing you. Whatever you're into, whatever you've done, whatever you haven't done, whatever level of, Spirituality you're on or you're not on, however hardened your heart and your mind um, is, however soft your heart is, however broken your heart or your spirit is, however confused you are, and alienated and rejected or ostracized, or how much you're celebrating in your life and you feel like it's just all about you and that you've, you're a self-made person. I pray that God would meet each and every one of you right where you are and that his pursuit of you is something that you don't miss. That you hear him knocking at the door and that you will open that you hear that still small voice and that you say, yes. That no matter what level of shame you're living on or guilt, rejection or fear, that God meets you exactly where you are and according to the power of his word disbands those cords that are wrapped around your soul. No matter how far you've strayed, no matter how hard your heart is, and even however close you think you are. I pray that there's a fresh outpouring and anointing over your life and mine because I need it too in this desert that we're all in as a nation. Father, I just thank you that we can speak to these dry bones and command them in the name of Jesus Christ to rise. I thank you that your word is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone, and you have written your word upon the tablets of my heart. And now I pray for you to bless me with obedience in order to walk forward in your word with great power and authority according to your promises and your word. I pray comfort over you tonight. I pray sweet sleep over you. I pray for just an outpouring of newness that you'll see that God is doing a new thing. I pray for courage. I pray for you to stand, stand upon the banner and the words of, words that God has spoken over this nation through our Constitution. I pray that you will stand on those words and not move. I pray that you will do exactly as our military has done and that you will take a vow to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America and that that vow is something that's between you and your Creator who took a vow to set you free. And He did and He has and He will every time you find yourself in bondage not to sin again as we are instructed, not to find ourselves in bondage to sin again, but even when and if we are, we cry out trusting and knowing that God's judiciary is never corrupt. It's never asleep. And it's never to condemn us. It is always to cleanse and to forgive and to adjudicate through the blood of Jesus and to heal us through the broken body of Christ. I love you all. I hope you have a good evening. Thank you for joining me. God willing and the creek don't rise and all that other stuff. I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Friday. You know where to find me. Monica on here talk on Twitter. Sign up. You can subscribe for my YouTube channel. Uh, All kinds of good stuff. Tour still working on all that. By the grace of God. I'll be out in a state near you very soon. I love you. Thanks for joining me. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.